Greetings, everyone. Welcome once again. It's the Gold Standard Movement and the GSG Worldwide YouTube channel. My name is Rico, and I'm here today with another special guest uh, to talk to all of us about gold, gold mining. We have CEO of Star Peak Mining, Mr. Jonathan Moore himself. He's with us. We're going to talk to him and discuss uh, a various amount of things regarding Star Peak Mining. So, uh, Jonathan, are you out there? I am. Thank you very much for having me. It's good to be on your show. Well, thank you so much for being here. Our audience, uh, we love gold. We love uh, building wealth and preserving our wealth, especially through gold. So, uh, And also cryptocurrency and blockchain. Can you tell us a little bit more about maybe uh, your background or how you became CEO of uh, Star Peak Mining? Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Um, so my background is, is um, I live now in the United States. I live actually in Arizona, uh, but I grew up in uh, north of the border up in Canada. And I started my career very early in the investment business in Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver is a, it's a breeding ground for junior exploration mining companies. That's what the, you know, that's what the place is known for. And uh I started off at a at a very young age in the in the business, actually in the back office, shredding paper and then getting lunches and then caddying and doing all the, the you know the grunt work at a very young age. And when I came out of college and university, I was um, I uh, basically was very young, so I jumped right into being a stockbroker at a very young age. So I learned the you know the the goods and the bads and you know how to weed through all of the you know the crap out there and make sure that you know what i'm looking at in terms of investment was sound and really kind of got rid of all the the naughty players um there's a saying in vancouver that there's a street that is the the, the center of the, the business so you know every street you know wall street in, in uh, new york you have bay street in toronto well in vancouver it's called howe street and uh, there's a saying that it's the only street in the world that's shady on both sides and why I say that is, you know, in this in this in this mining game, there's a lot of um, bad players, a lot of product or projects that really shouldn't be, you know, in in the market or shouldn't be, you know, being looked at at all. And I think it's 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 you know it's definitely a lot better than what it was over the over the you know the past few decades. But you really got to be careful, and you you really have to do your homework if you're if you're looking at getting into this into this mining game. You know, this is mining game. I'm talking about is is more of the speculative game, and that's really the way I grew up in this business was was you know more is, was taking projects to to market that were uh, you know early stage speculative, and and then that actually that I had a couple big wins in my early years, and that gave me the ability to 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 blossom and get out of of being a broker and not managing other other people's money, but instead managing my own portfolio. So in the last uh, about 12 years, I've, I've been on my own and, and been, you know, putting quality projects to the market, focused primarily in the mining space, uh, gold, silver, but also now into base metals, which I really, really like. Uh, I've dabbled into some crypto and um, some cannabis when it became flavorable, but uh, really I'm, I'm, I'm acting as my own VC and uh, we just like taking quality projects to the market. So my background is Canadian, and uh, but now in the states. And um, you know we we're we're excited about the uh, you know the nature of what stage we're at right now in the in these metal markets right now. Absolutely. So uh, you know I'm new to the uh, junior mining. You know I'm learning a lot, uh, and there's a lot of people that listen to our show that are also 
going to be learning right along with us. So for um, a mining exploration outfit, uh, it's partly speculation, like you said, as well, picking the places to uh, drill and mine. Can you give us a little bit of strategy and what it takes to find a place to actually? <laughs> well, it, it's taken me years to figure this out. And, you know, that's it's it's definitely um, what I try to do as someone that puts these companies together and, and formulates from my mind and for my investors, the best chance of success possible is uh, your, your, your management and your geologists and the quality of people that you have doing the work. And um, we have managed to assemble a world-class team of geologists uh, in all aspects. If we have uh, you know, a gold asset, we have the best gold uh, geologists. If we're looking at lithium, we have the best lithium geologists. If we have copper zinc, then we have the best copper zinc geologists. And what this market has, you know, it's, it's changed over the few, last few decades is the major mining companies used to do their own exploration work. And when I say that, they would have a big budget, they'd have their producing mines, they'd have their developing mines, but then they'd also have an aspect of upcoming, you know, um, speculative assets, which they had to drill and prove up. And then that would be their future, you know, places where they would develop and, and take things into production. Well, that's no longer in the case anymore. What those majors now do is they rely on, on companies uh, like us or, you know, speculative mining uh, companies. And, and as we build and have success, then they, then they basically take notice and then they will acquire you. And, and that's really opened up this whole big, um, let's call it a, an arena of, of possibilities for the reason why we put money into these speculative investments. And that would be our exit strategy. So, um, there's a lot of money now when, you know, when these mining markets heat up and the prices of, you know, gold, silver um, go up, the speculation uh, increases as well. <clears throat> so when, you know, we, you know, having a very, very good, you know, geology team and management team behind the projects that we do, we've kind of built this matrix, which increases the probabilities for these projects that we put forward and we start to drill um, you know, our success rates are becoming very, very, very attractive. And sure, there's going to be losers on the way. And you just, you know, you never know when you, something <clears throat> that looks good on geophysics and your, you know, the the initial groundwork that you do on these on these projects or properties that, oh man, this looks like we're going to hit big here. And sometimes they don't hit, but more often than not, with the way that technology has allowed us to focus in on these properties that we picked up, that. Um, you know, our success rates have been increasing and, uh, you know, we're very well recognized as group as a group that uh, are serious contender contenders in, in getting things, uh, you know, shopped off to the majors. Yeah, I understand your success rate is over 90% per drill. Is that is that true? Can you tell us a little bit more, uh, more about that? Yeah, so Star Peak in particular has been uh, has been a very, very uh, um, uh, it's been a great story for us, but it's also uh, early inning. And uh, I think there's a lot of runway left on this thing. And, and we're, that's probably what we're most excited about right now. Um, Star Peak is a, um, our properties are in Quebec up in Canada, probably one of the most mining friendly jurisdictions you can get anywhere in the world. And we have a, there was a big discovery right next door called Amex Exploration. Amex hit a monster gold deposit and they're drilling. They've done about three, 400,000 meters of drilling. 
they're coming up on their first resource calculation. They've got about 60 or 70 million in cash. Um, just a huge uh, success. And we were early stage investors in that. Well, I, um, I took it a step further and I really wanted to get land around that because in mining and in geology, the best place to find another discovery is in the proximity to another one. And if they just made a big one, well, you know, there's another saying in this business that, you know, it's like discoveries um, are like orphans. There's, 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 there's always brothers nearby, you know, it's like, there's, it, they never just stand alone. Geology repeats itself. So where there's been an occurrence of something coming up through the earth, a volcano or whatever it might be in the early days has made a deposit. Well, there's going to be other deposits nearby. So we quickly assembled all the land uh, to the east and on the eastern side, and and we started drilling. Uh, well, what was it about a year, year and a half ago? And we hit a massive VMS deposit, and this VMS deposit is uh, actually um, very rare, but it's very high in base metals. Okay, base metals being copper, zinc, um, lead, whatever it might be, and also some some precious metals, uh, you know, uh, gold and silver. So we've we've really um, got noticed because of this VMS quality style deposit, which is a very rare occurrence. And um, now that we've made this discovery and there's, you know, we've done about 60,000 meters of drilling, we're going to be doing just, it's going to be like Amex. We're not going to stop. Uh, we're fully funded as well. Our drill rates have been, you know, we're hitting nine out of every 10 drill holes. We're also now moving a third drill rig onto the property and we're actually going to start doing a little bit more exploration. Now, when I say the work that we've done, we started with the low-lying fruit. This was a past-producing mine, so we started in an area where we knew where the mineralization generally was. So that is why our numbers have been so good. But again, that attributes to what I said previously with having a very strong geology and management team. You basically want to start off running, and we got into the areas and zones. So we had a very big success in terms of you know our drill our drill hit rates with this big discovery. Well, this third rig is coming in and um, we're going to start hitting these gold areas. And for instance, Amex right next door, they're only drilling 350 to 400 meters away from our property line. And, you know, what's a good obvious target would be go right next to that property line. There's a line on the map. It does. There's not a line. There's not a line when you actually go to the property and you start drilling on that trend where as they're heading towards, uh, you know, as they, as they're drilling towards our property. So huge upside, huge excitement. And, um, yeah, I, I give it. I give credit to to my geologists and my team. So, so Star Peak's main objective is, is to find gold. Uh, but I understand through uh, for those who heard um, Mr. Moore, the VMS deposit, which is you know I found out means uh, volcanogenic sulfide or massive sulfide deposit. You know, I, I'm learning something through these interviews. But that is when a, a volcano deposit leaves behind several different types of minerals. And I understand zinc is one of the big ones. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. So VMS, it's a rare occurrence. Um, they're very, very rich. And when you find one, you're immediately noticed because of the, the qualities that they have. And, it's, and it turns uh, you know, a gold plate. If you were originally looked, were looking for gold and you have the, if you're, if you're lucky enough to find one of these, well, it now turns you into a zinc, copper, silver gold play you have like all these commodities all for all at the same time so it's it just creates that much more value with what's in the rock um i'll just give you an example of how rare these are uh, there's 350 known vms deposits in canada and over 800 known worldwide okay that's historically um, now historically just in canada alone 
these VMS deposits count, they account for 27% of Canada's copper production, 49% of zinc, and 20% of its lead, 40% of its silver, and only 3% of the gold uh, production. But it shows you how very little number there are and how big they play in terms of the total output of these precious metals in, you know, in, into the market. Um, we really, you know, we, I can't say that we started this originally looking for gold. Yes, there was a gold discovery next door, but we actually acquired a past producing VMS deposit. And uh, it was actually the, tor- the town of Normatal, which, is, uh, which, was in t- which was the name of the mine. And they produced in excess of 10.1 million tons of zinc, copper, silver, gold, all very high grade. So my geologist knew that there was a, re- a repeat of this deposit just slightly about 400 meters to the west of that deposit. And there was some historical drilling done on it as well. So we went in and we hit that hard. And it looks like we have, you know, what we're thinking is that we have a replicate of what that past producing mine is or was. Uh, we have all the data, all the structures are lining up. We've only, we've only scratched the surface and we are hitting identical grades and zones to what they had at that past producing mine. So it's, it's, um, it's endless and, and, and really we're, we're, we're blessed to be able to, uh, to have hit this, this early in the game. So that, that's uh, part of the strategy is to is to acquire land next to past producing uh, mines and, and maybe take over where the, the mining left off. Is, is that? Yeah, that's that's one strategy for sure. Is that, you know, the, a very good chance if there is a new discovery in the area. Well, there there's a, usually a, a big area play that starts. But, you know, the, you, you really you got to be careful of the geology just because there's a property there. You, it doesn't mean or a discovery there doesn't mean that there's going to be, you know, um, more there. You have to really take into account historical geology, you have to take into account uh, the geophysics, you you really have to get the geos to own in on these areas. And you got to be quick to act. Um, you know, one of the advantages we have is that when there is a discovery made, you know, we're all, you know, quite wealthy individuals. So we have the ability to write checks immediately. Whereas some junior players would have to struggle with with coming up with the funds in order to secure it or whatever it might be. Um, our strategy on this play in particular was that we knew well here's a here's a well look at it this way the reason why amex went to that area to begin with was because of the past producing vms mine that historically produced 10.1 million tons of zinc copper silver gold throughout the 1900s the only reason why it stopped production in 1980 was that base metals prices and, and metals prices collapsed so they shut down the mine but their attraction was, is that there is a big, big deposit there. So there must be more deposits in the area. So that's why Amex started to drill there. So then Amex drills and they hit a big gold discovery. And then it just rekindles the whole area again. And all I did was put my team in and bought everything between their deposit, but that where they're currently drilling east, all the way to that past producing mine, which we own as well. So there's gotta be stuff in there as was, was my thought. And, uh, and it was, you know, I mean, it's 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 there, which is which is fantastic. So can can you give our, our listeners and viewers just a, uh, I guess a brief visual of what it like? I understand these are holes. You're drilling holes down and coming up with uh, whatever's in that hole. Uh, is that kind of how it works? It's basically you're you you got it. You nailed it. And 
you know, we've done major drilling. We've done excess of, uh, I think, 50 to 60,000 meters currently, and we are going to continue. We're fully funded, I think, right now for 110,000 meters. So we have a lot more to, to go. Uh, we can operate year round. Uh, there is uh, no restrictions. I mean, it's colder than hell up there. It's, uh, you know, 30, 40 below zero, but that doesn't stop this. This, this is a mining area or a mining camp. So um, this, 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 it really, the, the logistics don't change with, with, with season or seasonality. Um, we have three drill rigs currently in operation, currently going. So that's an advantage for, you know, sh shareholders, because the only reason why a company really, if you're public, why the price will go up is, well, fine. If the metals and, and the gold price goes up or zinc or copper prices go up, it should really bring attention to these types of companies. But if you're drilling, well, that means you're going to be bringing out constant news flow. And if you keep hitting holes and putting out very good results to the market, that's how your market cap and your price of your stock go up. So that's the exciting part. And but the drilling itself is yes, you have a you plug these rods down and you and you and you drill it. And the past producing mine, this is this is a really, I mean, you, you, this is kind of wild. It produced. Uh, zinc, copper, silver, gold, all the way down to 2.2 kilometers underneath the earth's surface. So that was an underground mine that, that was built, infrastructure in place, and they went deep. And currently at Star Peak, we have only really scratched down to about seven, 800 meters, and the zones are identical. And so that means that the really a lot of upside just for that VMS side of our play is we have so much more drilling to go deeper and also out to the, you know, to the eastern and western flanks. And additionally, all the, the exploration that we can do on the gold front as well, which is really the, in my mind, it creates a lot of the excitement. So um, I understand that you have a major project, uh, the new metal, I think I pronounced it right. Is that, is that, uh, how many projects are you actually engaged in right now? I blanket that into kind of the Normet Mar Numetal. That's the, you know, the, 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 the Normetal, Normetal is the, is the past producing mine area. So really that's just one big project just with a few different names in it. And this is the, the area that is in between Amex and the past producing mine. That's, about, that's, right? that's our bread and butter right in there. Um, we have other assets actually that are, we acquired at the same time. And we, um, we picked up these uh, two gold assets, which will be drilled this summer. And there is a historic drilling and, and um, uh, actually a bit of a resource on one of them. And these numbers are staggering. Um, we are, uh, we're, we're budgeted for it and we will be hitting it probably by June. Uh, the Russo and Turgeon Lake is what they're called. There's two different properties, two different projects, but some of the grades that we have uh, historically seen on this property are, are some of the highest grades you're going to get anywhere. So, I mean, it's, um, that's also going to create a lot of excitement. So let's switch a little bit. Uh, I, I did also do my homework. I went out to your website and I pulled down documents, one of them being the financial statement. So I mm -hmm. understand overall you're operating at a net loss. Uh, what, what plan, uh, I, I, I know you want to make the company attractive uh, for another company to buy, but is there any short term or immediate plan? Yeah. So when you're looking at mining companies in general, I mean, you, um, the majors are the producers, so they have a revenue flow. They're selling, they're able to, to basically uh, mine it and sell it. Um, every company that is up to that point of going into production 
will show a net loss. There's no income coming in. What you're you're spending your money on is drilling the property or developing the property to get to that point of production. Um, now, I've been in this game a while. I mean, we've had some very good successes. And if, if I'm a shareholder and you hear a guy like me saying, well, we've just found a big deposit up in Quebec. We have a big VMS deposit. We've found some huge gold assets. We're going to now go into production. Okay. That's, that's that. Okay. If I heard that as an investor, someone like me speaking like that, I would sell every share and I'd run. I would, you know, because what business do, does a guy like me and a company of our size that has made a discovery, what business do we have in taking something into production? It's a whole new set of rules, costs. It's a different game altogether. So what we do is we stick to what we're good at. And our, our business plan is you, 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 you find it, you develop it, you drill it, whatever it might be, you put it on a silver platter and then you sell it to someone that knows what the hell they're doing in our case would be a major company. Um, so our balance sheet is, is strong. We have, um, I think we're sitting on currently about five to 6 million in cash, fully budgeted for this drill program. And all I tell my shareholders is that every dollar we raise, it, it, it basically goes into the ground drilling because that's how we bring value to what we have in our eventual sale price if, if, we, get to the, if we get to that level. Well, you know, I've been uh, finding very, very good stories. I saw a story on oilprice.com uh, that looks, you know, wants people to watch out for your company and your stock as uh, metal prices are, are predicted to explode. I mean, can you just give us uh, your thoughts on what the real economic condition is, especially for the United States and, and, and countries that depend on the dollar? Yeah, I mean, it's this is the reason why we're in this game is because we see a... Um, a, a, a run here. I think we're about second inning. I made reference to that earlier. I think we're in the second inning of a massive, massive super cycle for, for metals prices, uh, both base and precious. Um, that's why we're doing what we do. And I think the, um, the only thing I would say is I, I hate to get political, but this, this, this administration in the United States is, are they're, they're asleep at the wheel. Um, you know, we had fed, uh, Jeremy uh, Powell was three months ago at dismissing inflation altogether and saying it was transitory, not a big deal. And, you know, now we're, that's all we're talking about. And he's immediately raising interest rates. Well, how could you be so wrong? Uh, we all saw it coming. We actually saw this and anticipated this a couple of years ago. COVID really kind of accelerated this whole inflation, uh, you know, inflation thing that we're seeing. Um, but it's, uh, it's, the uncertainty that you know that these you know idiots in government are 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 just daily doing is is basically increasing the chances of our profitability. And if you're smart, I think everybody should be exposed to definitely gold and silver. And if you really want to take a step further and really get into this game, then you got to start looking at these assets like zinc and copper. And and they're a different play altogether because as valuable as they are, there's shortages in these metals and they're consumed. Silver and gold, well, gold in particular is something that's a store of wealth. So we still have the same gold bar out there that we basically found that we're, that's still around today. It's not consumed, it's, 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 it's saved as, as, you know, as the store of wealth. Well, zinc, copper, and all these other you know, elements and metals, they're consumed. And now we're seeing this electrification uh, aspect you know, with the uh, 
power for the batteries and and the uh, and in in this electric vehicle business. Well, those are all consumed in that as well. So, really, I think if if you're looking for exposure, I think everybody has to kind of blanket um, this metals market, not just one in particular. Now, gold is the temperature gauge for everything. If the gold price goes up, all these metals tend to go up as well. If the gold price comes down, if everything goes soft. So. Uh, Star Peak, for instance, is a zinc, copper, gold, silver player, and it's 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 dictated really right now by the price of gold. Um, I think I, I can't explain why the gold price is kind of being subdued here. Every time we think it's going to go higher, it it just it it catches a couple of days of a very good run, and then it just it sells down. I think there's a little bit of manipulation in that. I, I really think there's, yeah, oh, well, that's a whole nother conversation, right? So yeah, that's a whole, whole nother show. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the, uh, you know, the long-term, uh, the trend is your friend. And if you, if you want to base things on history and, you know, uh, on, in, in investing, you shouldn't complicate things, just stick to what history tells you. And, and that in my mind is you have to have very good exposure to these metals and mining market. Well, look, uh, here on this channel, we're, we're technology uh, focused, uh, of course, investing. We love gold, but we also like Bitcoin. And we also I heard you talk about cryptocurrencies and hmm. uh, earlier. What are your thoughts about Bitcoin in relation to gold? Well, listen, I, I'm my my mind is open to anything that that I you know, that we can get a return on. And. You know, I had a problem with cannabis in the early stages because I thought it was ethically wrong. But then we got around that, and, and as legalization came, we jumped into cannabis and you know did very well on it. But Bitcoin is—it's—it's it's hard to be a Bitcoin lover and a gold lover at the same time. And my basket of money, I will say, if I have money to put into either gold, you know, mining, or Bitcoin. I am 99% in gold and I'm 1% exposed to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not a store of wealth in my mind. Bitcoin, it's, it's, a, it's a trade. Uh, it's, a specula it's a speculation. When you're owning gold, you're not speculating. You're, you're basically storing it for the chance of something like we're seeing right now with uncertainty and, and, and a Fed that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Um, I personally can't just wake up at, in the morning and see my Bitcoin account either has been hacked and I have nothing left or, you know, the price has been gyrating like, you know, these moves that we've been seeing. Um, and I had this interesting conversation with this 15 year old the other day and they said, you know, what happens if there is a time of crisis and say the US is, say our, we have a some sort of uh, ungodly event and we have no internet and there's a panic in the streets. Well, how the hell are you going to get your Bitcoin out of your account if you have no internet? Um, you know, sure as hell, if you have gold bars under the bed or some silver coins, I think you're going to do just fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I I'm one that thinks that uh, Bitcoin and gold actually have a place. Uh, I'm I'm for maybe even a gold-backed cryptocurrency. It doesn't necessarily have to be Bitcoin. Bitcoin may not be the winner when it's all said and done. But you you have to agree that the technology uh, you can't divide gold, you can't transport it, you can't really use it as money. Uh, you can preserve your wealth in it, but we are looking for better money than uh, inflated currency that's losing value. 
I agree with that 100%. I think the technology is amazing. I think that's really the only thing that's giving it its value. Um, I think there will be a US crypto or a US uh, digital currency at some point. I don't think it'll be Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is just, you know, what, uh, just call it first to market. Um, I think it's it's definitely in the cards and the technology is there. And if they were to back it by something like gold, I think that would be a hell of an idea. Um, or silver. Or silver, whatever it might be. Um, but you're right. The technology of it is, it's the way that everything will go. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think there's, the uncertainty with the crypto market is is the players, the types of transactions that are going on, the regulation aspect, which I really don't see any regulation in terms of, I mean, they're trying to, but I think those are the really the next steps that we're going to see. And, you know, how can, how can the U.S. government endorse Bitcoin when they don't even know who founded it and where all this money is or where this, where these, I mean, it's, uh, there's some pretty bad, dirty money out there. And I don't think the, the U.S. government's going to allow that. Uh, well, you know, they're definitely going to fight it. We know regulations are coming. Uh, but, you know, as far as Star Peak, do you see any value to maybe integrating blockchain or some kind of uh, using the technology in, in the mining uh, operation? Um, I really don't think there's a use for it just um, at the stage we're at. Um, you know, when we are, you know, we're very simple with what we do. We, you find a deposit, you drill it, and you just keep drilling it until it's to a size that some bigger person is going to want to buy you. And like I said earlier, if I'm not spending my money on drilling and, and building out that asset, then, you know, I'm not doing my job. I mean, our burn rate, just for instance, and just paying salaries is just, it's, it's probably some of the, I mean, we just pay lawyers, accountants for just the general bills. We pay our exchange bills to be, to be, to be actually um, allowed to be trading publicly. We trade on the Toronto Stock Exchange. And and also in the U.S. and on the uh, OTCQX, which is a, a senior a senior board. But um, listen, I mean, we're we're not getting rich by paying ourselves a small stipend every month. We're going to get wealthy by putting all that money into the ground, so we can benefit from more drilling, which gives us more chance of success. Man, that sounds like a, a winner to me. Uh, so let's switch gears just a little bit. Can you talk about uh, maybe your environmental? policy and you know you're doing it your minds to protect the environment <laughs> absolutely um you know in today's day and age that's really one of the first things that um you really have to show the government uh especially up in canada because canada is uh you know very uh environmentally sound and and lots of rules and regulations in place uh we are in an area in quebec which is historically known to be a very pro mining area. Now, when I say that, I mean, there's been an, it's, it's, it's the area is called the Abitibi Greenstone Belt. And that has been the historically been the main production for mining uh, every metal, you know, let's, let's just say gold mining for uh, the history of Canada. So that's the history spot to be. This is where you're, this is elephant country. This is where you're going to find your big deposits. All right. So the infrastructure is there in place. You have mining towns around, you have laboratories, you have all the infrastructures, you have drilling companies, everything is all located up in this area. So really that has carved the way for very good environmental legislation because it's blanketed on an area which is obviously pro-mining. Now, for instance, we have properties on other, pro you know, things that we're maybe looking at, maybe not for Star Peak that are, you know, in the middle of nowhere, there's been no mining history 
you might be remote, you might have a fishing lodge or a, you know, you need helicopter access to get to these properties. Those are more difficult. And uh, because of the fact that it's, it's just, it's unknown. There's, there's no precedent for anything that you're doing up there. So you're creating this, 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 you're introducing mining to a new area and those have challenges. And also those will include, you know, that's, that those are very, you know, the, the economics in terms of costs are far more, uh, they're far higher on something like that than they would be at something at Star Peak. So I think in general, it's not like I can really get out of control talking about this, but the environmental aspect is, is it's, it's, um, you know, we, we follow all the steps. We're in a pro mining area. It's, it's, it's almost like a textbook that you have to follow. Our geologists and drill team are the best of the business. Um, the other aspect that we are very um, um, honored by and, and we, we take very seriously is our Ab Aboriginal First Nations, uh, as Canada has a history of, uh, of uh, predecessors for, for you know, the land, and, um, and we, we, we treat them with, the, with respect and we follow their, their suggestions and laws, and uh, we get along very well as well. And you really cannot operate like we do if those relations were bad. So, um, you know, this isn't our first rodeo. We know the ways to do things and the way to properly do things. So really it's, um, um, you know, the, the team of experts are doing a great job with all aspect. Excellent, excellent. So everyone listening right now, uh, Star Peak is trading on the Canadian Stock Exchange under STRPF. Is that correct? STRPF? That's the US OTC QX, which is the senior uh, OTC market, uh, just a step below NASDAQ. It's, uh, it's STRPF. And in Canada, the symbol on the TSX, uh, Toronto Stock Exchange, TSX is S-T-E, San Tom Edward. But obviously trade in, at the same price, just quoted in different, uh, if it's either Canadian or, or in, the US, in the US marketplace in US dollars. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've had a very, I mean, I think our stock was as high as $4 a share back about uh, six, seven months ago. And with this correction in in the metal market, we've we've um, we've we've come down, but we managed to create to raise a lot of money institutionally. A lot of the smartest minds in the business, um, Amex, our neighbors, are very big uh, uh, supporters of us. Actually, their chairman and founder um, be recently became the um, chief technical advisor for Starpeak. So. I think he liked the fact that we were hitting the rock that we were, and he wanted to be a part of it. And we, we welcome that one with open arms. Absolutely. Uh, I understand you uh, also have one of their top geologists uh, on the team as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, see, this is what I like about it is that it's not a competition. You know, you just don't have a company over there trying to outcompete the one next door. This is something that we are creating a, we know we have a big area play here and the more successful Amex is the more successful star peak will be and, and vice versa. Because what you want to have at the end of the at the end of the day is you have a major company, you know some of these you know these multi billion dollar Agnicos or Gold Corps, whatever it might be, Barrick, coming in and they say, well, I like Amex, but the fact that Star Peaks right here with the same sort of you know occurrence, this is what we want. So the size and scale of everything becomes so much more attractive for these bigger players. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say that the uh, risk are right now for Star Peak? Really, I think we've de-risked it. I mean, we're we're we now we're drilling into zones, and and once you hit a VMS deposit, it's it's very you can very easily and and quickly build up the size because you 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 follow the trends and you follow the zones that you know you're hitting, because VMS means it it'll just continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper because of this whole volcano uh, occurrence. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna add an element of. Um, 
excitement to it or add some pepper to the sauce. And that's going to be uh, bringing on this third rig to hit these gold targets, uh, which are just staring us right in the face. Well, and we know that Amex has been hitting them on trend on, on strike. So, I mean, if I'm drilling someone 400 meters away from their last drill hole, that's a pretty nice, uh, that's a price, pretty nice lottery ticket to own. And that's going to be huge news. As soon as you hit that uh, all gold deposit, I'll be waiting to hear about that one. Yeah, we're, we're waiting with bated breath, but we, uh, the drill should start turning on that. I think the rig is actually arriving in the next few days for that third rig. And, you know, we, uh, you know, it should be a very, 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 very exciting uh, end of winter, beginning of spring. Let's, let's say that. We'll keep our fingers crossed for you. So uh, for a person new to the mining industry, outside of purchasing stock in the company, what is another way uh, someone new and interested could get involved? In <laughs> junior mining is a tough one because most junior miners would get into, um, you know, you go public because that's really how you raise capital in order to, to run your operations. Uh, but I think just in general, I mean, listen, if, if, if someone has a very conservative pro portfolio, then you don't want to be investing in junior spec stocks. Um, you know, Star Peak's a little bit different because we've de-risked it. It's, it's not the company that has just raised money and they're going out for their first drill hole. I mean, we've, we've put, I mean, we've put 60,000 meters of drilling in the ground. So we're, we're more advanced than, than, than when I would stay with, with a, just a brand new speculative drill, uh, a speculative gold company or whatever it might be. Um, my personal opinion, when I tell it to, to family members or friends is I, I love people that have exposure to, to gold. Um, and if gold is physical bullion, which is my, by the way, quite hard to buy right now and get delivery. So I, I will go and buy um, major gold mining stocks uh, Agnico, I like uh, Kinross, um, you know, things like that of that nature. And that's my exposure. Um, I don't really want to have the problem of storing the stuff or, or whatever it might be. You really can get laser focused too. If you want exposure to silver, well, you buy silver, you buy some of these ETFs, even whatever it might be. But I like liquidity. I like to be able, if I have something that I have to, to pay for, or, you know, really not, not anymore in my life, but I mean, if I'm, if I'm in a need where I need money, then you have to be able to, to easily liquidate something. So having money in, in something that's in the public marketplace for me makes sense. And again, if you really want to take it a step further and, and add an element of risk, so you get a bigger, bigger return on something, then start looking at these companies that are juniors that have de-risked their play by already finding a discovery because these are the ones that get the big returns. Okay. These are the ones that are, are drilling because they think that they can grow the size. And again, what happens that once you get to a certain level, well, the major comes and buys them and that's how you make a lot of money. And that's really what we're focused on. And that's the exit strategy. And absolutely. I, yeah. I certainly appreciate all of this information, Jonathan. It's been wonderful talking with you and learning more about uh, Star Peak. Is there any last words you want to say before we, uh, we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. I think everyone just stay, stay laser focused here. We, 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 uh, we all think these, these metal markets are going to go higher. You got to be patient with it. I think history will repeat itself and I think everyone will be rewarded. Um, I really do feel from my research and my community that I deal with that we're in the second inning of a massive, massive commodity super cycle and get on the wagon because if you're not you're going to kick yourself in six or seven years when if, if you haven't get on the wagon 
All right, gold standard movement, GSG, you heard uh, Mr. Moore, he said, get on the wagon, gold, metals, precious metals, super cycle, incoming. All right. It's coming. It's coming fast. Coming <laughs> fast. All right. So, you know, Jonathan, we've already here on this channel uh, have already been telling our listeners that you may want to look back at gold. You know, we, we got into gold years ago. Uh, you know, we enjoyed the gains uh, and, uh, you know, it, it had its correction. And then we looked at Bitcoin and we jumped on uh, other cryptocurrencies and things like that. So, you know, my my message to the people who have been following us is all right, now it may be time to turn back to metals uh, and uh, get positioned the correct way. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan uh, Moore of Star Peak Mining. He's the CEO. Uh, do your homework, do your research. Uh, and check out Star Peak. Make sure you visit their website. Uh, download as much information as you need. It's right there. Thank you again, Jonathan. Thanks, Rico. God bless. God bless you.